0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: Physical distancing and stay-at-home orders have made access to health care particularly difficult for women veterans. The Veterans Health Administration has stepped up outreach to them, offering a range of services to ensure everything from contraception to protection from domestic abuse. Here was an update. The VHA's Director of Comprehensive Women's Health Services, Dr. Sally Haskell. Dr. Haskell, good to have you on.
0: Well, thank you so much. I'm very pleased to be here.
1: Give us the big picture here of how it looks as if women's veterans' health has been affected or their access to health care has been affected by the pandemic. What's what's the big picture here?
0: Well, I think the big picture is that, in general, women veterans are affected similarly to how women are affected in the general community, which is that um, women uh, may be, during the pandemic, Uh, more likely to have job loss um, related to the fact that women are overall more likely to have low-paying jobs uh, that could be lost. Um, In addition, um, some women are trying to work from home and their children are at home. So, um, you know, we do see just greater impacts toward women in general related to those factors. Um, and then within the VA, as we've seen in many healthcare care systems, um, most of our health care has been pivoted toward virtual care, so telehealth or telephone. Um, so women, of course, have less face-to-face access to care. And that has affected several things that we have made special efforts to uh, try to mitigate. Um, one is that um, some of women's routine screening care, such as pap smears, mammograms, things like that, um, have had to be deferred. And so we're making special efforts to track all of those things and uh, to reassure women that um, we will get them in and get those things taken care of as soon as we are able to. Um, some of the other things are um, that specifically impact women are things like um, access to contraception. So we want to make sure that women have adequate supplies of their birth control pills if they're not able to get in for a visit. Um, and then other types of contraception, such as if someone needed an IUD placed or something like that, we want to make sure that um, you know we make arrangements for that or... If they're using something like an injectable contraception, there's something that some women use called Depo-Provera that um, they they would receive an injection every three months. And uh, so if they can't come in for that, um, we've had to make sure that we make arrangements for how, how they would get that. If they're not able to come in for a routine visit, that could be something like mailing it out um, or having them come for a drive-through visit. Um, so those are some of the things that impact women uniquely. The sure. other thing is maternity care. Um, we uh, we don't actually provide maternity care on site at the VA, but we provide it, pay for it in the community. And we have at every facility, we have someone who's called a maternity care coordinator. And that person helps um, uh, coordinate the care between the community and the VA. And because women who are pregnant have had some of their prenatal care disrupted, even in the community, um, we are making sure that our maternity care coordinators outreach by sending letters, making phone calls, just making extra contact with their pregnant women veterans during this time.
1: Got it. And when you send people to the local care providers, say for maternity care, could those local community providers also do some of the other things, like give the contraceptive shots or... The other measures that uh, they could not get at a VA facility.
0: Well, it's really mostly pregnant women who are who were sending into the community for maternity care. So um, our our general women uh, who are receiving care in the VA, um, we would make sure that we provide everything they need. Um, you know, even though they're they're having their usual visits through telehealth or telephone, we make sure that they have all the services they need available to them in the VA.
1: We're speaking with Dr. Sally Haskell, Director of Comprehensive Women's Health Services at the Veterans Health Administration. And talk more about the virtual tools, telemedicine. What's the trend there and what kinds of things can be done tele versus what people would have to come in or see somebody for.
0: Right. Um so we, VA has pivoted many of its services, um, especially in the um, high impacted areas, um, to telephone or um, our telehealth modalities. And so um, we have something that's called uh, VA, VVC, uh, VA Video Connect, um, which is a um, sort of a FaceTime type application that. Um, providers can use to connect to their veterans uh, and we're also doing many telephone visits as well and we've seen over a thousand percent increase in our use of these types of services during the pandemic um, there's also uh, we have the availability to do secure messaging through our patient portal um, and uh, so our veterans can send a secure email to their provider um, or to their um, team, their healthcare team, and, uh, you know, get get a, a response uh, directly from their provider or team through through that. And so of, um, we have a lot of virtual tools available, yeah.
1: And one of the early warnings, I guess, when this whole pandemic kind of hit the nation was the potential for an increase in domestic violence as a result of people being stuck at home together, I guess, or intimate partner violence. Has that been the case for women veterans? Do you track that kind of thing, and what can be done to mitigate that potential situation?
0: Right. Um, Well, we do track it, but it's really too early to know for sure. We've only heard some anecdotal reports thus far, so we don't have national data yet to know if we've had an increase. Um, But what we have been doing is preparing our um, local facilities, our staff, um, we do have uh, intimate partner violence coordinators at all of our facilities, and we've made sure that they're aware of this risk, um, and we are um, working hard to um, not only screen our women veterans, um, but also to provide resources to um, all of our, um, our providers and staff at our facilities to be able to um, assist women veterans should these things occur.
1: And is there an age factor with respect to how receptive veterans are to these different services? I mean, someone who is just recently out of the military might be more comfortable using online types of tools than someone who might have mustered out 30 years ago.
0: Right. You know, it's, it's really amazing, and um, we really have seen veterans of all ages, um, you know, taking up these types of te- technologies, um, but we really do have the availability to offer them either telephone or telehealth. So if anyone for any reason feels more comfortable just doing a telephone visit with their provider, they're able to do that. Um, But, you know, I can say personally, I I still have a practice and um, many of my older women veterans have been perfectly willing to do the video as well. So um, it really has worked out great and it's very simple to use.
1: Sure. And if someone is not so technically savvy, can, under the privacy laws and what are good practices in medicine, have a third party, say a daughter or a neighbor or something, help them, therefore they would be present for that session. Is that kosher?
0: Yes, I, th- I think that is. Um, you know, it, it is certainly um, able to, you are able to have a family member present um, as long as the veteran gives permission for that to occur.
1: And I guess my other question is do we know yet is it possible to measure whether actual coronavirus infections have different macro effects on the male versus the female population?
0: Well, I don't think we have any evidence right now within the VA for um, you know, different effects of the virus. I, you know, um certainly in the general population, we've we've all heard these reports of um men being more heavily impacted than women. Um, what I can say in the VA so far is that um, you know we've seen about uh, equal rates uh, of positive infection, uh, positive testing among men and women. I think it's really too early to say anything about mortality rates, uh, but um, so in the VA, so far we have not seen any differences.
1: Dr. Sally Haskell is Director of Comprehensive Women's Health Services at the Veterans Health Administration. Thanks so much for joining me.
0: Okay, thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be here.
1: We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.
0: Pop quiz. What can you buy for $3.99? Not a latte, but for less than the cost of a cup of coffee, you can get all your favorite music ad-free.
1: If you love to travel, you love cool experiences, you are going to love Viator. Viator is the world's leading travel experience marketplace. And for me, Sun Valley skiing is huge on my bucket list. So I just opened the Viator app, searched Sun Valley, and boom! Custom ski and boot fittings and tickets delivered right to our condo. Pretty unbelievable. Just download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking. One app, over 300,000 experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.